You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast. Today, you're going to hear how one membership went from zero to 1,600 members in one year. So stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and with 13 years online, I've built my business to over $9 million in sales per year. And this is the first non-business business podcast that shows you how to apply the principles of spirituality, energy, and mindset to create true and lasting success all from the inside out. This is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What is up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here, and thank you so much for tuning in to another fantastic, extraordinarily, fantabulistically unbelievable case study episode here on the podcast. That's a mouthful, but it really is truly a great episode. Yeah, we're going to get into the meat of it in just a moment where you're going to hear about two entrepreneurs, business partners, who took a membership from zero to 1,600 members in a year. That's unbelievable. But we talked about so much more. We talked about how they're thriving in these times. We talked about how they were actually teachers, you know, had jobs and how they both started this business on the side and what that was like when they finally quit or retired and what it's like to be in a partnership. We talked about their vision and how important that is because that's just so overlooked and undervalued by so many people. So there's so much here to soak in. Oh, we talked about messaging. Oh my goodness, so much. And really just how they show up in their business. There's so much here to take away for those that are smart and paying attention. Just so much to observe and listen for. So I hope you will. All right, let me introduce you to today's special guests. Yeah, this is our dynamic duo. Caitlin Mitchell and Jessica Kanata co-founded EB Academics in 2014 as a way to help other English teachers become more confident and effective reading and writing instructors. So whether it was through their signature EB writing program, their monthly membership, or their teaching middle school ELA podcast, which we've linked up in the show notes, their sincerest hope is to help others grow as English language arts teachers. They are having a profound impact, not just on their members, the entire teaching community, but also the students that those teachers get to touch and reach. And this is an unbelievable episode. So let's go ahead and roll that tape for you right now. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'm very excited and pleased to announce today's special guests. It's our dynamic duo, Jessica and Caitlin of EB Academics. So ladies, how are we doing? Doing good. good. Thanks, James. <laughs> I, I know this is going to be really fun because I'm going to be asking the both of you one question and I'm going to be receiving both of your answers at the same time. So I think, I think, I think I was telling you guys before, we've had podcasts where there's been like one guest and then like a co-host and stuff like that. But I don't know if I've interviewed two people at the same time. So this is new. This is exciting. Uh, Glad which, to be the first. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh, my questions will be a little different. Which one of you <laughs> would like <laughs> to share a little bit about what EB Academics is, your company, what it is you do, who you help, how you help them, and how you guys got started? Jess, you want me to go? Go for it. (laughs) Well, we serve middle school English language arts teachers. We provide online professional development courses that teach teachers how to teach writing. Mm. And then we also have a monthly membership 
that provides teachers with engaging and rigorous lessons to use in their classroom with their students. And we've actually been working together since 2014. I think we just celebrated our six year anniversary. Yes. Congrats. Wait, <laughs> so you exciting. said you teach them this and you also have a membership. So do you yes. guys have multiple ways in which you're helping teachers? Correct. We do, yeah. Jessica, can you explain the sure. multiple ways in which you do that? Yeah, absolutely. So our program, our writing program that teaches teachers how to teach writing, that's a mouthful, right? That is like a comprehensive writing curriculum for your entire school year. So teachers join that when they truly want to transform their students into these, we call it rock star writers, because so often teachers are never taught how to teach writing. So we're doing that for them. They come in and we're providing them with rubrics, graphic organizers, et cetera. So they have everything they need to teach writing. Is that digital online? Is that a course? It is now. It's now. Mm -hmm. I'm sorry. I misunderstood. Yeah, it's all online, but we also created all online content for teachers to use with their students. Yeah. So both online, I guess. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And so these are the two main offers and stuff that you right and then yeah we have our eb teachers club and that's where you get like a a smaller lesson plan each month and we say that's like our fun offer to teachers because Mm -hmm. it's really like exciting to be a part of that there's contests there's a a really big sense of community there so yeah this is a really fun part of it so what we're going to get into today just so i can tease and excite people a little bit i think this is especially relevant with you know quarantine life and all that stuff that your launches have been bigger, membership is growing, higher performing, and what really made the difference uh, we're going to get into today. But first, I'm curious to hear from either one of you. How did you guys get started with this? Were you guys both teachers? Yes. We actually taught across the hall from each other. Wow. Down in LA. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So so you guys were both English teachers. Yeah. I was a fifth grade teacher and then Caitlin was like the middle school English teacher. Okay. Awesome. And was it like instant friendship or? Totally. Totally. (laughs) We were like the same person, like immediately when we met, we had so much in common. So it was great. And we actually started, I guess, our company or working together the summer after our first year of teaching with each other. We asked our principal if we could run a summer camp using this writing framework that both of us had been doing in our classroom. And he was like, go for it. And so it was our own students at the school and it was so successful. We were like, wait a minute, we need to be sharing this with Mm -hmm. other teachers. So that's kind of how EB academics got started. Mm -hmm. Wow. One summer working together. So (laughs) what was kind of in the short version Cliff notes, what came first? Like the business, were you doing that while still teaching or did you like, all right, we're just going to quit <laughs> we're gonna retire today and let's start this thing. Yeah, no, interestingly enough. So I did leave teaching for a year to try to grow what we were initially doing with the business, which was to try to help other teachers run summer reading and writing camps. And so I took a year mm. off to really try to make that happen. And I just missed teaching. I found that that wasn't doing that and trying to build that out was not something that I was passionate about. And so I decided to go back to the classroom. Jessica stayed in the classroom as an ELA instructional coach, which is just kind of a different role in a school. And so then I went back to the classroom and we both stayed in the classroom until last year. And we both didn't really want to leave, but the business was growing so much. We were working like 60 hours a Mm -hmm. week. It was just insane. So we kind of had no choice, but to, to retire essentially. Right. So 2019 is there you guys both officially retired. Yes. Wow. For some reason, I thought you'd 
quit <laughs> years earlier. <laughs> no, well, we were teaching part time. I will yes. say that okay, we sure. both have kids, and you know, there's all those time yeah. commitments. <laughs> wow. So, when was it that you really knew? Okay, because that's a scary thing for a lot of people. You know, when was it that you guys both knew? it's time to throw in the towel and do this so full time. Different stories. We're different people in this regard. Jessica decided to, to do that first, mm-hmm. but you spent a long time contemplating, yes. am I really going to mm-hmm. do this? And I actually wasn't planning on leaving. I was going to try to figure out a way to make it work because I just, I really love teaching so much. Yeah. But then at one faculty meeting, something happened that really just pushed me over the edge and I left and I was like, I called my husband. I said, I'm quitting. I'm not going to go back next year. Plus, that sounds like juicy drama. <laughs> it Tell was us. so good, James. Like she literally called me at work that day and she was like, that's it. I'm done. And I was like, are you sure? And she's like, yeah, I am. And that night she's like, I already sent in my resignation letter. <laughs> I, I mean, like, I stayed through the end oh, of the school year, but right. I decided not to come back the following year. And it was just because I was having a difficult time really getting everybody on board with what I believed was the best mm. thing for our students. And so I would just put my hands up. I said, I have so many other ways that I can help the educational world through what yeah. we've built that that's where I'm going to focus my time now. So basically you noticed how much time and energy you're wasting trying to convince people that didn't want what you had. Exactly. And it's like, Oh, that's so beautiful. Cause I've totally been there. I think we've all been there. Right. Mm-hmm. It's just like, wait a second. There's all these people that do want it. Why am I, you know, paddling upstream here? Mm-hmm. Wow. Was it scary for either of you guys? Or did you feel like the business was already at a place where you're like, no, we'll be fine. Yeah. The business, at all. <laughs> no, the business was already at a place financially for both of us to be okay while we tried to figure things out. So that kind of made it a little less frightening, but it was also like, okay, we're doing this. Right. We're all in. in. (laughs) Yes. Did you notice growth from, from that decision alone, the difference of going all in? Yes. Immediately. Immediately. (laughs) Yeah. You're like, why didn't we do this sooner? Um, I don't know if I thought that because I really did no love regrets. teaching no as regrets. well. Yeah. <laughs> but. yeah. Well, that's actually my next question for you guys because I love teaching. Mm-hmm. I love, I love teaching, right? Can you tell? You know? You're a great teacher. Uh, you are? Well, thank you. I'll, I'll take all the time. Tell me more. Tell me more. We love you. We can keep going, James. <laughs> all right. All right. Enough about me. Let's, let's talk about you. Tell me what you think about me. You know? Right. <laughs> that line. Um, yeah. <laughs> I think I've overused that on the podcast now. Um, we'll have to re- edit that out, replace it with something new and clever. No, I do. I love teaching. And so that's my question for both of you. I'd love to hear both of your experience on this because we do notice that in this space, we attract a lot of teachers. That makes me really happy because I feel like that is our role. You know, we're teachers, different types of teachers. There's Mm -hmm. not, if you think the only type of teacher that exists is the one that you met in your classroom, like, oh my gosh, like there's so many different, right? Whether it's a coach or a mentor or a guide, you know, we're all just different styles of teaching and I've always loved teaching. Tell me, what has your experience been of like being in this role as an official occupation and job as a teacher but feeling the call of entrepreneurship. Do you guys see yourselves as entrepreneurs today? Do you see yourselves as a teacher first, entrepreneur second? I want to know because I felt the stubbornness, right? The Caitlin's like, F this. Like, if you're not going to, I'm going to take it <laughs> elsewhere. And that's like that stubborn. Stubborn isn't a bad thing. It's just using it for good. I'd love to hear your perspective. Jess, do you want to answer first? Sure. I think for me, it's probably been a bit more challenging to step into that role. 
like I'll second guess myself sometimes, especially my husband, mm-hmm. you know, is in business, got his MBA, all of that. And so I was mm-hmm. always like, he's the business person. Yeah, I don't know anything, you know? And I mean, that's a limiting belief, right? As you would say, but would um, say I'm that. trying to <laughs> step into that role and be more confident with our decisions in the business. But I definitely still see myself as a teacher because I think it's an interesting world that we're a part of. We interact with our teachers yeah. every single day. So we're still like in that classroom mindset. So it's been an adjustment for me. Mm-hmm. What would you say, Jessica, is your zone of genius in the business? Like what sure. is the biggest value that you give to your vision and your to your yeah. business? I'm the content person for yeah. sure. I'm seeing yeah. Caitlin nod, right? So I think yeah. I have the vision of these fun, engaging lesson ideas. And I would do them in my own classroom. And now I get to be like, okay, here's the big idea. Let's take it to a whole nother level. So I plan all our monthly content for our membership Mm -hmm. and all the bonus resources for our teachers. And I love it. Like, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. And, and Caitlin, do you feel the same way about reluctant entrepreneur or? Um... No, I am actually the kind of the opposite than Jess is. So Jess is definitely our content person. You know, we yeah. used to do that together, but as the business has grown, I have not been able to be really involved in the content because of all of the other things that need to happen within a company. And so that's kind of the role that I've taken on. And it's been interesting for me because I always like to see, you know, what else I can learn and how much better I can become at something. And not to say, Jessica, that you don't feel that way, Mm -hmm. but it has just been a role that I have taken on. And I see myself now as an entrepreneur first because being in that mindset, I feel like allows us to impact more teachers and ultimately more students' lives because we're able to grow the business with me in that mindset and in Mm. that role. Well, that makes a lot of sense how you guys are able to work so well together because of that compliment. For Mm -hmm. sure. It's a good balance. what What people maybe aren't getting is that to really be successful in this business, you need to be both Jessica and Caitlin. Mm -hmm. And I can do that. I can switch between really easily today because I've had to, right? Where it's like, okay, today I'm just the teacher. I'm the content creator. I'm the well, the source of what's coming, you know, to the people. And then it's like, all right, now I got to go like do a marketing campaign or manage an employee or hire somebody, (laughs) you know? And it is, it's two very different, very different roles. And you do find that there are people that will thrive in one and and not the other. And you can see how it reflects in the business, Mm -hmm, you mm -hmm. know? people that have this very well-oiled, structured, simple business that has no audience, no sales and, you know, stuff like that. Or someone that's just got the most amazing content, but there's a lot of chaos behind the scenes and they're leaving a ton of money on the table and it's a whole stress. So that's beautiful. Have you guys had your challenges? Has there been anything that's been like, what's it like being partners in business and Friends first, I'm assuming. Um. (laughs) Well, we only worked together for a year. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, in all fairness, we weren't like best friends, which I think was helpful. And then when we sat down actually at a Starbucks in the city where we lived to found the LLC, you know, we went on to legal zoom and whatever, purchased the name (laughs) and everything. We said our personal differences and our personal issues do not matter. The business comes first. If there is Mm. anything that we are upset about or that you need to talk about emotions aside, like we are always going to do what's best for the business first and not be offended by anything the other person has to say. Wow. And that was six years ago. And I think we've like maybe just been frustrated with each other and very momentary situations. But aside from that, it has not been a thing. 
Right. That's huge because, you know, we're talking about some other things here before we get into what I really want to talk about, because <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of uniqueness and that intrigues me about, you know, what you guys do. And I can't tell you how many people I've seen try to do a partnership and I can already be like, it's going to fail. Like I can just mm-hmm. see it right now. And then people that just really struggle with the partnerships. And it just makes me so happy that you guys have, have thrived because yeah, people say like, Hey, this person came to me and they're thinking about doing this thing. And I'm like, why, for what purpose? You know, it really is like, it's a business marriage. You know, who mm-hmm. are you getting into bed with? Who are you going to spend a long time with together? And it gets all tangled and all kinds of stuff. And so for you guys, wow, just to start from day one with like the vision and the work that we're doing transcends our pettiness. hundred <laughs> uh, percent. I mean, anyone who is in a partnership, that's million dollar advice. And it's so simple, you know, cause that's even with myself, uh, you know, Chelsea and I were in the business for a while and then we finally retired her, but whether it was with her and I, or anyone, my employees are just me. Like I, you have to have that sentiment. You have mm-hmm. to, you got to check the ego in the door as they yeah. say. So we have people who work for us part-time, you know, who are a part of our team. And I have told all of them, if you have an idea or you have something that you need to tell us, do not be afraid to come Mm. to us with that. You will never offend us. We will always be open to hearing what you have to say. We'll probably fire you, but (laughs) 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 I'm kidding. kidding. We're kidding. (laughs) So, all right, let's get into some cool stuff. Cause I know you guys, you told me like right before, and I just like, my eyes got so wide. That your most recent launch, uh, first you said, I just got to tease Caitlin for a second. You're like, yeah, it was twice, <laughs> twice the, the number. And I didn't really know what you meant, but what, what you were communicating to me was that you doubled your conversion rate from eight or 9% to almost 16%. Yeah. Is that correct? Yeah. It yeah. was like 8.5% before and then 15 plus. Wow. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievable when 8% conversion rate is already doing fantabulous and you guys have already been around for a while. So it's not like that breakthrough first time, second launch or whatever. Mm -mm, No. And to have that type of growth. So it's a good place to start. I believe. What do you attribute that to? A few things. One was interesting. We did the football phone launch for our membership. Mm -hmm. So that was interesting because our teachers really wanted our football phone, which was our narrative writing course. It was a a little course on how to teach narrative writing, which is a small piece of our big writing program that we have. Mm -hmm. And we did a pop-up Facebook group. And it was interesting because in the pop-up Facebook group, we did three bonus trainings. And it was really just teaching our teachers certain things that we use in the classroom, like specific strategies that they could use with their students for narrative writing. And we were not shy about telling people like this comes from our course. That's a free part of our membership. So like right from the beginning, we were talking about our membership and we were open about it and we were comfortable with it. And our thing, I think that we are just coming from a place of look at this beautiful community, this incredible place that you can come to as a middle school ELA teacher that's going to change your life. Mm. That's going to get you excited about teaching again, if you're feeling stuck or whatever. And that's going to have your students engaged in their learning, mastering the standards, doing really rigorous, you know, lessons and content in your classroom. So it's like, look at this beautiful thing. We would love for you to be a part of it if you want to be. And I think just coming from that place 
allowed us to serve our teachers on such a deeper level that they really trust us, you know, and believe in what we're doing and, and believe in our vision for education. I think it's such a simple and nuanced thing, but so important and so often overlooked is what you said about just being upfront with, Hey, we're a business and we sell stuff. And this is the thing that we sell because I think so many people are trying to hide it. And then when it finally comes time to the sale, it's like really awkward. So mm -hmm. I have to imagine everything just felt so natural and organic. It's like, yeah, this is just the next step. Very. Yeah. And it's the Especially first time teachers. Sorry. <laughs> yes. I was going to teachers are used to getting things for free or thinking we should share everything in our community. And so it always felt weird when we didn't say anything until the end, like, Oh, and we have this offer for you. But when we were up front, it was like, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and it was interesting because all of our past launches, that's what we'd done. We'd kind of shied away from talking about our program. We talked more about the vehicle as opposed to the program itself. And then this one, we're just like, forget it. Like we're just, mm -hmm this is what it is. You know, mm -hmm. this is the reality. And regardless if our teachers who come through the launch decide to join us or not, they are still getting incredible content from us, great right. resources to use with their students. It is an amazing free experience for them. And so I feel good about everything that we did in this mm -hmm. past launch. What's the price point of the membership? $29, $29. a month. $29 a month. That's awesome. So... <laughs> Jessica, people hear football phone and they have no idea what we're talking about, right? right so we well. start using all this. Jessica, do you want to explain what the football phone is? I can try to because I yeah. had no idea. Right. So I did Caitlin just, just like come to you with this idea like, okay, we're going to sell a football <laughs> and a phone to our teachers and they're going to love it. No, it kind of was like that though, James. I'm trying to think because it was a while ago and she's like, you have to go into this section in BBD and just learn about the football phone. This is what we're doing. And I was like, okay. What? So, so I just, I go with Caitlin's ideas a lot of the time, but yeah, we pitched, like Caitlin said, our narrative writing course with the hope that teachers would get into our membership. So our narrative writing course though, is great because the way we talk about it, we say, you need this but you're not done with it once you complete all the curriculum. It's mm. best if you go back and revisit it throughout the year. And then our membership is the way to do that, to spiral that curriculum for the rest yeah. of the year. Yeah. And it, that's the beauty of what we do with our membership. So I just want to talk about that mm -hmm. for a second. Like our program and our membership directly complement each other. So our program is for writing throughout the school year, but then our membership is really helping take all of those writing skills and incorporating it into teachers like daily lessons with their kids that they're going back over the standards time and time again. So for our teachers to be able to be in both of those levels of membership, essentially our course and our, our monthly membership is the greatest benefit to them and their students. So I think the football phone is a perfect segue for them to see what our courses are like so that yeah. they can see kind of the vision of what we want their school year to look like for them. Yeah, I'm a huge advocate of it. I've talked about it a ton over the years. It's the only way we ever launched my membership back in the day. Some people, I don't know if they're like doing it wrong or they just have a concern that it starts to confuse their audience. Did you guys have that at all? Were people confused? A little no. bit only because they wanted the other writing styles. They're like, well, what about literary analysis? And what about expository writing? 
And were those we were, in the membership or those are just other offers? Those are a part of our program, our writing yeah, program. Okay. Mm-hmm. So we were like, but we have that coming. Like we're opening right. enrollment for that yeah. soon too. And so a lot of them did join the program mm-hmm. when we opened it up for our community last week. Okay. And I will oh, say that yeah. confusion was minimal. I mean, we're minimal. talking a few teachers, but most people got it. We're blown away by then what they received within mm-hmm. the membership. Mm-hmm. Awesome. What about your guys's messaging overall? You want to speak to that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I can, we can talk about the importance of messaging and how mm. we royally messed it up in <laughs> February and what we yeah. did in the middle of one of those launches. So we, you know, in the past before James and you coming into our lives, never were really taught anything about messaging and how powerful our words are, which is so interesting because we're English teachers. Isn't that ironic? very ironic? <laughs> the word of the day, folks. <laughs> Irony. <laughs> And uh, so, you know, we, the more we learned from you, the more it was like, it's about our messaging. It's about the words that we use. And so I'm our data person. And so one of our launches in February for our membership, our Facebook ads, our cost per lead was like $6, $7, $8, which is very, very high considering our earnings per lead for our membership at that time. Mm -hmm. And so I was starting to freak out (laughs) because I didn't want to end up losing money. You know, I obviously want to help the business grow so we can hire more people to help our teachers more. It's all just kind of this beautiful cyclical thing. And so I I had a a call with Liz, who's one of our coaches in next level. And Liz looked at my ad. She's like, well, what's wrong? And I said, no one likes our ads. And she said, well, what are you going to do? I'm like, well, I got to change them. And she's like, how are you going to do that? I was like, well, I'm going to ask them what they need. She's like, okay, go do that. (laughs) And so we sent out a survey. We asked our teachers what they needed, you know, what they were struggling with most with getting their students to, you know, master the standards. And we just kept seeing the same thing time and time again Mm -hmm. about just, I can't get my students to master the standards. How do I, that language, that mastering the standards was the language they kept using. And so we just switched our ad copy. We switched our webinar registration page copy and it went from, you know, $8 cost per lead down to two. Wow. Yeah. So and what, like, yeah. do you remember what it was before? Gosh, what was it? It was, oh, it was around lesson planning in mm-hmm. less than 30 saving minutes time. a week, saving time. And that was not what our teachers cared about, which was wow. very interesting, which actually made us excited about our teachers yeah. Yeah. that they weren't just wanting to save time. They wanted to help their kids. Even if it meant more time. Exactly. Wow. Yes. Yeah. So you're probably even attracting dare I say better. Yes. Members, mm-hmm. It's know. a great community. A hundred percent. Wow. It's, it's so simple because it's like, I was talking to somebody this morning, a client and I'm like, there's the thing you do, right? Which is like Jessica, the content creator. And then there's like 20 different ways that you can communicate what you do. And I'm just made up a number. It could be a thousand. It could be an infinite amount of different perspectives of different positioning of different angles of different ways in which we can say what it is that we do. And if you don't open yourself up to that, then you will find yourself very stuck because you'll think there's only one way. And if that one way doesn't work, then you're, you know, up the creek without the paddle. But to be able to say, wait a second, we're doing the same thing. You didn't have to redo the webinar, right? You have to, Mm-mm. oh, we're scratching the whole launch and starting over. It's like, no, we're just coming in from a different, it's like coming into a house and you're like, oh, the front door is locked. So we're going to come in through the side window here and bam, there you go. 
Yeah. Wow. That's really great. And it was really empowering. I was just going to say that (laughs) (laughs) for us to real, because we don't go into launch free fall anymore. Mm -hmm. It's not like, Oh my gosh, all of these things are going wrong. I have no control. I'm going to lose all of this money. The business is going to go down the drain and this is it. This this is Mm -hmm. the end. Mm -hmm. It is okay. Obviously this isn't working and let's try something different. It literally is just a huge shift in the way that we go through a launch. Yes. Yes. I think, yeah, we've been talking about launch refall for years because it's such a funny thing. It's like, it's, it's basically such a practice in detachment mm-hmm. because people go, oh, okay, I saw these people hit these numbers and then James is pushing me to have these big goals and then they get in on day one and it's like, it's not going anything like <laughs> I expected it to. So no expectations. But in every moment in that launch, it's telling you a story. It's giving you data. And if you're telling your own story, like I suck, I'm a loser. What was I thinking? You can't hear the story of the numbers of the data of your audience. They're like screaming to you. Here's what you need to do differently. So that's really amazing. What was the messaging and the launches like when you guys first started? Like, how were you selling this 2014? Well, 2014, it didn't exist. 2014 was a totally different business. Totally different. Back yeah. Then. Okay. So the first iteration of the membership and stuff like that, how were you guys communicating? That this? was last... It would have been last June. June, yeah. So yeah. a year ago ish. Just a year ago. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The membership is a year old. It's a yes. year old. Wow. Can may I ask how many members you guys have now? Sixteen hundred. Wow. Holy cow! That's incredible. Sixteen hundred members in a year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and eight hundred plus say, of them just joined us in the last month. month. Oh right. my goodness. Yeah. That's amazing. So we're having fun with it now. Yeah. <laughs> Even a year ago, like that first launch was the messaging positioning. Was it just lesson plans in 30 minutes a day? Yes. yes. It was okay. called like the balanced teaching approach was like the title of it. And it was to help teachers get balance back in their lives so that they're not, you know, it was really focused around. You're not going to spend all this time lesson planning because we're going to do it for you. Mm-hmm it still is that, you know, teachers come into our world and they realize that it is that, but it's actually not that, that they care about. That's a byproduct of what we're doing. This is so important. This conversation we're having, because we speak a lot about like, we got to speak to the transformation. And I think people are always missing the bullseye on that. There's like the bullseye, the middle of the target. And then there's like the ripple effect, like around the sides. And it's like, yes, of course, every teacher, Every person would love to work less and be more efficient and more productive and more organized. Like people aren't like, no, I love wasting time. Isn't there a product out there on how to waste time and be unproductive and be messy? Right. So those are common. I mean, there's 4,000 plus books on productivity and time management in Amazon. Right. And it's a same thing I see in business. And I see this over and over again, when you're talking to business owners and people say, oh, I see that people aren't, you know, very productive or they don't have a lot of good time management in business. So I'm going to create that. I'm like, that's great. But why do you think they're not, why do you think they're so busy? Because they're trying to make more money. They're trying to get more sales. And if they had more sales, they wouldn't be working as much. Right? So what are you going to sell them? More time or the thing that they actually want that's taking up the time. And then people are missing the bullseye. And so what I'm hearing from you guys is you guys figured out what the real bullseye is. Is it like, look, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get my students to get the results I want them to get. And right now they're not getting the results. So it's messy. It's unorganized. It's taking too much time. But if you guys can show me a more effective way to get them the results they need, then that's amazing. Oh, and if it's in less time, that's like cherry on top. Mm -hmm. Right. That's amazing. So 
that's a really good conversation. It's like, stop beating around the bush, like get straight to the heart of what it is that they really want and give them that. And that helps us. It gives us so much clarity then, because now that we know exactly what they want now, every single thing we're creating for content, right? Is that we're not worried about the time. We're like, they want engaging lessons. They want to look like this amazing teacher at their school that can deliver. We're giving that to them. So it makes it so much easier. Yeah. So do either of you, I, I would assume this is a question for Caitlin. If Caitlin, you're doing most of the messaging or, or we work does, on it together. Okay. Cause it mm-hmm. is, it's kind of like the overlap, right? Where it's mm-hmm. like, where does the content meet the marketing? And do you guys have other than the simplicity of the genius idea of surveying and asking your audience, do you have any messaging quick tips that would be of value to somebody listening? We just listen to our community. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a Facebook group with our community members. And then when we do a pop-up Facebook group, we listen to our teachers, you know, when they come in and they join us, it's like, we ask them, what do you want to get out of this experience with us? What are you looking for? What are you struggling with? What is your goal? And their feedback, I mean, we get hundreds of teachers responses and their feedback is so powerful to see where our teachers are coming to us at and what we can do to help them and how our messaging needs to be crafted around that for them to really be able to speak to them. Well, let's, let's take that a little deeper because it's not the first time that someone says like, listen to your audience. It's, it's so simple and it is so profound and it's so important. How do you interpret what you hear when your audience is talking? Can you guys give me an example? Can you think of a specific, like, yeah, here we asked this question and here's exactly what someone said. And then where do you go from that? How do you interpret that? Do you just copy and paste? Like, like if someone says like, I want to help my students get here. And then you're like, do you want to help your students get here? You know, like, where do you go from when you're listening? What do you do with that? Right. So right now, I mean, as a good example with the whole pandemic, right? We're asking Mm -hmm. our teachers, what's your biggest struggle with going back to school next month? Are you in the classroom? Are you staying home? Are you doing some kind of mix? And so they're all participating, like Caitlin said, in our Facebook group right now, sharing their biggest struggles. So we do, we cut and paste exactly their language. And then we use that to craft our Facebook ads right now for our upcoming launch about the program that we can offer them because they're saying it way better than we can. Mm -hmm. I mean, they're in the trenches right now. And it's interesting because what's happening right now for teachers is very different than what was happening for teachers back in January. And so our messaging for our program, writing program launch in January was around helping your students master the writing standards through literary analysis. But this is very different. You know, teachers are not in a position, I think, what we're seeing based on their feedback is not, I want to be the rock star writing teacher at my school. It is like, just making it exactly (laughs) like as a, as a parent, I always talk about like, you know, when your kids are really young, it's survival. You're not thriving, you're surviving. And we were speaking more to that thriving mentality. Whereas right now teachers just really need someone to give them something and say, Hey, it's going to be okay. This is a plan. This is what we're going to do. And so that's what we've crafted our messaging around. We've switched our messaging this launch because of what we've noticed with what teachers people are using that word pivot all the during all this, like you got to pivot. And I, I guess you could use that word, but to me, it's more like, no, you guys are just like water. You're fluid, you're flexible. And as the circumstances and the energy changes, you just adapt. I mm-hmm, think that's a good mm-hmm. word. You're just adapting. Mm-hmm. And I think that is different than pivot. 
almost like pivot to me almost seems, feels like you turn your back on someone or something like I'm headed West and now I'm going to pivot and go East. And it's like, you're turning your back on that. Whereas like adapt is just, you're staying mobile and flexible to what the market's giving you. You're in a dance with your audience. You're dancing. The song has changed. Mm -hmm. You don't turn your back and say the song's over. It's just like, Oh, doing a different dance here. Well, I think that's who we are too, mm. as business owners, as people, because we were teachers first and yeah. teachers are very flexible, very adaptable. We always have circumstances changing in our classrooms. We are always open to changing and trying new things to help our students. And so I think that that kind of background from us as people has really impacted our business in a positive way. Mm-hmm. Well, so much amazing stuff that you guys have shared. So first and foremost, I appreciate you guys both making the time to be here. It's very special to have you guys both. So many things from just like how to have a successful partnership to a successful membership, zero to 1600 members in a year. You guys should be so proud. That's not normal. You know, that's extraordinary. It truly is. And you know, that's why I love doing these episodes because people are putting all their faith in the idea. And it's like, you guys don't have the most revolutionary idea. You might have revolutionary content, but it's like, you're not the first person that's like, I'm going to create a membership. Like, whoa, right? <laughs> and it really is always the person behind the idea. And to see two extraordinary you know, people, it's no wonder in my mind why you guys have seen the success that you've had. you know. And, and that's always the most important thing for us to be looking at ourselves and, and whatnot. You guys shared so much. I just really appreciate that. And yeah, messaging is a big thing. Even giving people hope during this time is I think really, you know, really important. Even in a space like teachers, you know what I mean? Education and our kids' futures like must go on. Totally. You know, it's just different problems. So this is great. I'd love for each of you guys, my final thing for each of you is for someone that maybe where you were a year or two ago, or maybe 2014, you know, when it was just an idea, what comes to you as a piece of advice or final thought or wisdom for that person that maybe, you know, where you were just a little bit ago? Jess, do you want to go first? Sure. Okay. I mean, I'm sure for me, it's pretty cliche, but it's just, it's not to give up, not to be afraid of trying something new. Like we go into this and we say, all right, We're going to give it our all. And if that doesn't work, that's fine. We're going to try something else because we have our eye on this vision, right? We know what we have is helpful for teachers. We know in the depths of us, you know, we believe in it. So we're not giving up. If it didn't work today, we're just going to try again. And I think having that mentality has really helped us succeed in this business. (laughs) It's only the beginning. I was going to say. I believe that too. (laughs) Totally. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. I was going to say the same thing, Jess. You know, someone once in a very negative way called me relentless in college about something that we don't need to go into. (laughs) And and I just remember being offended by that Mm -hmm. and the way that it was, you know, used to coin who I am. And it's interesting that that actually, I think is one of my biggest assets is that I am relentless when it comes to something that I wholeheartedly 
wholeheartedly believe in. And so if you are coming from a place that you believe in what you are doing, that you know that what you are doing is going to impact people's lives. I mean, at the end of the day, that's what's happening for us is our EB academics, our teachers club, our membership, our program. We are changing teachers' lives, but we are also changing children's lives around the world. And that is so much bigger than anything that I'm personally dealing with or going through or my disappointment or launch free fall, that that stuff doesn't matter. This matters. And so if you're relentless in the pursuit of that, that is going to get you through. This is beautiful. Thank you guys so much. This has been amazing. For those that want to connect and reach out to you, what's the best way that they can get a hold of both of you guys? You can visit us on Instagram, EB Academics, and then they can also find us on our podcast, which is the Teaching Middle School ELA podcast. Love it. Love it. Well, thank you guys so much for coming on the show. We'll link all that up in our show notes and just appreciate you guys so much. And I appreciate our listeners for tuning in, hanging in to the end with us. Please reach out to Caitlin and Jessica and let them know what your favorite part of the episode was. I know they would really appreciate that. And thanks for listening. We'll see you guys on the next episode. Take care. Did you know eight out of 10 businesses fail within their very first 18 months? I believe being an entrepreneur means unlearning everything that we've been taught our entire lives about what it really means to be successful, which is why I've created a brand new audio program entitled Activate. I want to show you how to think, act, and behave like the successful entrepreneur that you were meant to be so you can step into the vision that you have for your life and your business. And the best part is this program is yours absolutely free. To register right now, simply visit www.jameswedmore.com forward slash activate and we can get started right now.